Welcome back to another episode of the 24 Frames Per Second podcast. Uh, Today we have the creator of the Voice Me original Diaries of a Holy Night. Welcome, Jeremiah Knight, everyone. Round of applause. What's up? <laughs> hey! I feel like I'm on uh, a, a massive podcast, and it will be. <laughs> I hope so. It will be, because I'm carrying uh, it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do a lot of independent podcasts, mostly from TikTok, just like, um, you know, much like us, we were just kind of random, you know, it's mm. like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? I'm like, of course, what am I, what else am I doing on Saturday night? <laughs> Nothing. After this, I'm going to watch Raya, the uh, the new Disney movie, and oh, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to stream it, but don't tell anybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm totally not kidding. No. Like now, every time I watch like any piece of uh, like entertainment. I look at it like from the eyes of a, like an anime watcher, and I'm like thinking about character development, like depth, and I'm like, how's the fights in this? Like, how dramatic is it? I, no, every single time I watch something, you do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, none of that mattered for me in uh, One Punch Man. When I first saw One Punch Man, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy just made that whole guy's body explode with one punch, and. And then it immediately, this is what I thought, because I can still kind of remember what I was thinking. I was like, this is what happens when Goku punches a regular person. <laughs> like, their whole body would explode, but there's no way to graphically show that until One Punch Man came out. And and I was like, I don't even care about the story. There is no story. There's none. He just wants to be a hero sometimes. You know, he's a hero for fun. Mm. And, um, and, you know, the whole thing is satire, which I love. I love satire. Uh, there was a show that came out a couple years ago called um, Excel Saga. And not a lot of people have actually seen Excel Saga because it was just kind of... We had, uh, back in the early 90s, late 90s... No, because I went to college in 2002. Okay, so in 2002, there's like a weeb society throughout America. We belong to it. I belong to it. And we were all watching like these kind of... Um, uh, not really talked about anime that were just popular in Japan, but not here stateside. So we'd all run over to Suncoast and buy these um, these subtitled uh, treasures, and we'd sit around eating pizza and smoking weed. I don't smoke weed anymore, by the way, but back when I was you know young, smoked a lot of weed, um, and we would watch these these things. One of them being Excel Saga. Mm. and excel saga was all <laughs> just it, we're making fun of everything dragon ball z uh sailor moon street fighter it was hilarious dude that was i don't know where i was going with that one <laughs> but there you go that was before valor was even born 2003 that's crazy oh cool you've missed nothing <laughs> <laughs> So you missed a time where uh, America was even more racist, and uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, you've watched uh, anime for obviously a very long time. So how many anime have you watched? How many do you think? You, know, you asked me this question, and I I don't know how to answer that because you know, uh, back when I was working in the jail, I was a corrections officer for a short period of time. Uh, two years, no, almost three years. And like at nights when I worked, like the inmates are asleep. So we're just waiting for people to come in. So we would watch mm -hmm. anime, like me and my 
my friend at the uh, time, his name is, uh, well, I can't get into his name, mm. but like we would go through everything on Netflix, everything on Hulu, everything on Crunchyroll. Uh, and we, we ran out. So it, it for, for years though, it was just mostly mainstream stuff. Mm. And then for those years, it was a bunch of like off the wall, not so good and definitely not safe for work, uh, anime, which I think are just hilarious. Mm. But, you know, I also cater to the Christian crowd because of my, uh, my manga, because that's my mm. niche and I'm a Christian, but it's like mm. none of that I could bring up at church, you know, because <laughs> they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> demonic and devil, blah, blah, blah. But it's hilarious is what, the way I see it. So mm. the first anime you watched was Dragon Ball, right? Oh, Dragon Ball is awesome. Yeah, it was. It was it the first one you watched. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so I watched Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon probably around the same time. They came out in 90, 91, 92. and no, because I watched it back in California. Wow. Okay, so I was, yeah, I was five or six years old when I started watching, and in my. My first one was Dragon Ball. Mm. And I guess, was that like right as it was coming out or or what? No, no. Uh, Dragon Ball, I think, came out in 84 uh, back in, in Japan. So as it was coming out here in America, it was like 90, 91. Mm. Um, and then Dragon Ball Z dropped, I believe, in 92, 93. And it was huge because they only had, and Bandai, Bandai made it back then. And Bandai took out all the blood, took out all the swearing, you know, because it had to be hypersensitive mm. to the Western audience. And then as it went along, the Western audience wanted that blood. The Western audience wanted that swearing. Mm. So when Funimation took over, it's like, okay, well, we can leave a little bit of little bit of the swearing in there. Uh, and then they immediately got stopped from doing that. Because I remember when – so Bandai took it all the way up until – uh, the spirit bomb on uh, uh, in the planet Namek, you know, like the Frieza saga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Funimation took over because, like, they just stopped there. We were all waiting for Goku to go Super Saiyan for years before Funimation took over. And uh, mm. thank you, Jen Fukunaga, who I'm probably going to be working with here very shortly with my anime. Um, oh, you getting an anime? Yeah, I'm excited about that. So I've got a producer that's working on Diaries of a Holy Night. Uh, she has worked with Pure Flakes and Funimation, and they are both owned by Sony America now. So it's going to be good. That's actually crazy. I'm actually that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And I met them through the ICVM, which is the International Christian uh, ICVM uh, International Christian Visual Media Conference that they hold every year. It's kind of like the the Christian SAG, you know, Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I got to meet a lot of producers. I pitched the idea back in 2019 there, and they loved it because I had a book. It was published back in mm -hmm. 2019, Diaries of Holy Night, The In-Between. It did very well in Australia. Uh, and they're, and I was like, well, it's a Christian Japanese anime. And they're like, oh, oh, we need that. And I was like, okay, well, here it is. And they're like, okay, well, get back to us, get back to us. And I'm like, okay. And then I don't hear anything from him for a whole year. I go back again this year and this producer is like, call me after the event. So I called her after the event. 
she said, okay, let me talk to my business partners. The business partners already have the funding for uh, a pilot, which is $80,000 expensive. Hmm. So, um, so now we wait. That's, that's where I'm, I'm at right now. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. But going back to the point about waiting for Funimation to take over, Funimation was great because they allowed blood. That's what I wanted. When I got home from school, I wanted to see that blood. And I got it with Funimation. And now Funimation, they do all kinds of stuff. Mm. So Dragon Ball was your first. And we talked about this beforehand, but what's your top five? Okay, so top five. Number one, Dragon Ball Z, uh, without a doubt, uh, because I grew up with it. It's mm. it's had so much of an impact on my life. Number two, Bleach. When I first got out of the military, that's the anime I, I that sucked me back into the anime world, and I'm glad it did because I was out for too long. Mm. Number three, One Piece. Now, One Piece was like number four, even number five for a while, but when they got through the Whole Cake Island, actually – Dress Rosa kind of pulled me. Well, even Thriller Bark. There were so many good arcs there. <laughs> I mean, it just steadily rose through the list to the top ten for me. Mm. And then it's it's ranked number three now. And it might it might take Bleach. I doubt it. Especially when Bleach's thousand year blood war arc comes out, then you could say I goodbye, Dragon Ball Z. So good. Yeah. It's it's so good. Um. <laughs> So number four is Naruto. I mean, what can't be said about Naruto that hasn't already been said? Naruto's a masterpiece. It's beautiful. It's 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 caring. It's 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 friendship. It's it's you know it's glorious. Everything about it, especially we talked about character development, and, and I can't think of another vehicle, another anime. They had that much character development mm. or that good of character development. Now, yeah. not a lot of people are going to agree with me, but I believe My Hero Academia can do it with their characters. But we would we would need so much time invested into them. All we know is huh. Deku doesn't give up. That's it. Yeah. What is his other meanings behind what he does? We saw that in Heroes Rising, him and Bakugo. And I, I gotta be honest. I think Bakugo's character is more interesting. Oh yeah, def- I think he is too. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Definitely. Anyway, sorry about that. No, no, no yeah, and that. oh, and, and the number five is is My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah, because I, like I watch it with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Our oh yeah. That's supposed to be on Walmart, this podcast. Walmart, baby. Walmart. <laughs> our other is supposed to be on this podcast. He's like his. I think his favorite anime are like. Attack on Titan and My Hero right now. I'm not. Oh gosh, hey, yeah. my my favorite anime right now for this year is Attack on Titan. Yeah, oh. and I, I'm not going to spoil anything for the manga, but today's manga devastated me. I, I woke up at five in the morning to read that manga, and it <laughs> devastated me. I and then I had to go ahead and record two TikToks. <laughs> I was sad when I was recording those TikToks. I was like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do this? I think- I'm a 35 year old man who used to power lift and was a corrections officer, and that manga devastated, me. <laughs> and also was in the army. I'm pretty sure one of my friends spoiled it for me on his private story, but I'm not really sure if it actually is what happened. He's not your friend anymore. Oh yeah, okay. So you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen it? 
I haven't I haven't read it. It was Caleb. It was Jason. Oh, yeah. He always spoils anime. Like he. Um, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Hey, somebody just mentioned me in a video. Yay. Dude, it takes me hours to catch up because I, I wait till the end of the day mm. to go through my stitches. I used to do all my, my comments. It takes me – I couldn't do all the comments that I get now yeah. that I've got 60,000. But the I stitches – Oh, my goodness. There's so many stitches. I love it, though. Mm. I love it. So we, uh, we can get into talking about your – you know, the Diaries of a Holy Night, if that's all right with you. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. So God sends 17s to a world called the in-between to save an angel from a demon king, but the real challenge starts when they get back. High school. There you go. That's, that's it. That's all I can. That's all I got. <laughs> Wait, so if I want to read this, I have to make an account for the voice. Yeah, but it's completely free. I, I Since I'm a, uh, an original author, they give me money on ad revenue. Mm. So, like, the ads that you'll see pop up, I guess, I'll make money off of that. Hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, I was going to ask Skip you. Skip all those ads, though. <laughs> I was going to ask you. So, um, how, like, long approximately does it take to make one chapter or, like, one episode of the... Okay. So, I, I'm, based, I'm just doing all this off of my book. The reason why I made Diaries of a Holy Night into a manga was because me and my publisher, I love my publisher. Uh, we are no longer working together. I pulled everything down because she said, hey, this this should be a manga. This should be a, a comic book. And I said, mm. oh, Japanese manga. So that's what we did. And I told her, well, this story is completely different from the book now. It's not completely different. It's, it's about, it's going the same path, but there's, mm. there's more character development in this that, that I was told to take out because of the editor. Uh, yeah, I spent like $6,000 on editing and I got, trust me, I got way more than that back, but the, the editor took so much of the character development out that, um, that I, I wanted to put back into this and the manga really gives me a lot of license, uh, a lot of freedom to do that. Mm. So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, right now we're in season two, we're just. We're, we're at like this, this boat, this boat's been trying to overtake them to kill the, the chief simp. Uh, I called these, these dog people simps. I just, I thought it was a cute name and now simp means like, you know, people that are just obsessed with other people. And I was like, okay, well, they're dog people in my book and they've been dog people since 2011. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know, you can kind of look at simps as dog people. That's fine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> someone's gonna like look too uh, deep into that. I, I I get it all the time. They're like, "Why are these dogs simp's?" And I was like, "Well, when I wrote this back in 2011, it didn't mean what you think it means." And they're like, "Well, I, I just think it's funny that these dog people are simp's." I was like, "So do I, but for different reasons." You know, just it's it's a word now. Yeah. So I was actually gonna ask you what like we talked about your novel was published in 2019. And then, like, what was that? How did that process start of turning to manga? Yes. And why did you, like, want to do that? Absolutely. Okay. So, in 2012, uh, well, 2011, I moved down here to adopt my wife's twin sister's kid, uh, my, my son, Christopher. Hmm. And I, I was living in Minnesota at the time. Uh, and, I, you know, I lived down here in Orange Beach, Alabama. Uh, 
Mm. And I love this place. I, I, I do parking tickets for the Orange Beach Police Department. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I don't really do many parking tickets at all. I just kind of tell them to move and they do and <laughs> go about the rest of my day. But uh, so we started helping out at this church here in town uh, as youth leaders. Uh, I'd, mm. I'd gone to Bible college with my GI Bill. And so I had a little bit of Bible college experience. I didn't actually finish because I was, I, I moved and um, then we had a kid uh, outside of, you know, we had Christopher, we had Elizabeth, and then we had JJ just recently. But, hmm. and so I'm hanging out with these kids and I'm like, hey, I'm going to write a story about you, about you guys. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, well, you're going to, God's going to take you and put you in this other world and you're going to be like superheroes. And they're like, oh, that sounds cool. And <laughs> It's an izakai. See, it's a Christian izakai. You know, like you go to this other world and you're super overpowered. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There you have it. Uh, and so I just, I left it on the back burner for a couple of years. And I started listen, listening to this motivational speaker called Andy Andrews from here in Orange Beach. And I was like, oh, I got to go and get that done. And so I did. I got the whole thing finished. It was 150,000 words. Uh, and, wow. And I still got this huge manuscript. And I tried to send it off to people and nobody wants it. They're like, oh, this is way too big. Uh, and it actually, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You talk too much. And I was like, okay. So I sent it off to get edited. And so it comes back. It's about 109,000 words. I go ahead and put that up on Amazon. I self-publish it. And one of my friends, who's also a Christian, was like, hey, I've got a publishing company. Let me publish your book. And I said, of course, of course. And it just takes off. This is 2019, hmm. March 13th, 2019 is when I published it uh, the first time. We had this huge party, but it didn't take off here. It took off in Australia. Nobody expected that. Oh. Uh, and so I go, I go to the ICVM in Nashville that year, and I meet a lot of producers, like great people, and they love the idea. And a couple months later in uh, December – no, sorry, like the next month, we decide that we're going to turn this into a manga. So I take out a loan and I start putting that money into the uh, into finding an artist because I, I I don't know anything about art. And I find mm. a guy named Panu Leluse who spent like 10 years in Japan doing art. And by the way, if you're not Japanese in Japan doing art, it's not good. It's like mm. it's hard enough for, for Japanese people. But if you're not from Japan, it's even harder. Yeah. Um, and so he finally moved back to Thailand, does a free. Um, yeah, he, he runs a Magic the Gathering card store. He sells that Pokemon cards and something else, but he does really well for himself. And then he does Diaries of Holy Night. Um, and so like all last year, he's, he got season one done because it takes. OK, so it takes him 18 days to do six pages, 18 days to do six pages. Jeez. And right now we're at 125 pages. I, I, I try to make each each season 100 pages mm. and each chapter 20 pages. But I post uh, four parts to each chapter. So every five pages I'll post. Mm, yeah. That was actually my next question about the art. Because I remember you had a TikTok and you said, you know, you weren't good at art. So I was going to ask about like, what was the process of finding an artist who was willing to like stick along with like a, cause you obviously plan to make this a ongoing thing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, 
Yeah, because I mean, th- this is based off of my first book, which was you know one hundred nine thousand words, but it was like forty two chapters, mm. and we're only on chapter two. So we're on about chapter five of a forty two chapter book. No, chapter four, because chapter five is the actual invasion. No, that's the war for Simperon. Okay. So where I'm going is like, it's it's a buildup to this war because they're already being invaded. And the kids were thrown into this invasion. And yeah, the war happens. And then it's time to go and learn how to become Holy Knights. Holy Knights is like the strongest warriors that they can be in this other world. Mm. But only people that have been placed into this world can become Holy Knights. So, and they got to learn how to refine their powers, which to refine their powers, they just have to lean on uh, the Holy Spirit that's inside of them. And mm. he just kind of talks to him like, um, like a, like a college frat dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, when I was envisioning the Holy Spirit, I'm just like, he's, he's just going to be, you know, cool. He's going to be like one of the guys, but he's also the Holy Spirit. So, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I, <laughs> Yeah, you know, as a Christian, we hold the the Holy Spirit in very high esteem because it's it's we see God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as one God, and that you know we 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 revere them. So, mm. um, anyway, where was I going? That's that's my son in the background. He's saying diaper run, diaper run. <laughs> he's two, and oh, there he goes. <laughs> So and before Podcast. before Podcast we <laughs> before we recorded this is I guess changing topics now we you talked about you showed or no it was while we were recording you said you showed your sons my hero have you like showed any other animes to them oh yeah okay so me and my son Christopher watch Hunter Hunter together Attack on Titan he's all caught up mm. and what's cool about that is a lot of his friends in his class watch Attack on Titan and they're just like his friends are just starting to get into it. Uh, my hero academia. My son's like, Oh, pfft, I already know what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, son, <laughs> you can't act like that until you start reading the manga. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JJ. Yeah. My son's pointing at my, up at me as he's getting his diaper change. <laughs> How many sons do you have? Oh, so I've got two sons and one daughter oh. and an amazing, beautiful wife. Babies. You're so sexy. I love you. <laughs> Why? You're sexy. What? I can't say you're sexy. What's up? Of course you can. Go for it. Go for it. Embarrass yourself. Um, this is why I do TikToks. Uh, I'm just so lonely. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that's awesome yeah. how you can like have that like bond. Uh, sit down and watch anime with your kids. Oh yeah. You know, uh, me and my dad would go to movies together growing up, and so we would watch, you know, things like Gladiator, Patriots. Uh, you know, mostly just war movies. Lord of the Rings, which was one of my favorite books growing up. Uh, I never really watched that or Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter! Yeah, absolutely. Those were amazing. And, you know, like, and uh, we would watch a bunch of Westerns, like some John Wayne stuff, because that's, that's what my dad really liked was just action. And 
I learned a lot of character development from those those movies because mm. like the hero was just so bigger than life, you know, and, and his feats, what he could actually do and, and how he could protect people. Sometimes, like in the movie Cowboys with John Wayne, the, John Wayne gave up his life so that the uh, the bandits that were stealing the cattle wouldn't kill the kids, but just kill him. And what he did is he, he turned around and, uh, and started walking away from him. They shot him in the back and they're like, yeah, because to shoot somebody in the back is very cowardly, you know, coward-like in cowboy culture. Mm. And he would let them keep shooting him in the back until he finally died. And they forgot about the kids and left. And the, the kids did get the revenge. They got the cows and brought them up to Chicago, whatever. But his sacrifice was just one of the things that stuck out to me as what a hero would do. And then, you know, Jariah. Oh. Jariah's sacrifice still gets me even right now just thinking about it gets me um or ace's sacrifice gets me or oh, aces i haven't even watched one piece but ace's death was it looks really sad it yeah. is but you know but okay but you've seen jiraiya uh you've seen uh you know it's, it's naruto's wife's cousin neji neji's death you know his sacrifice, I um, or all, uh huh, <laughs> or uh, you know, Guy Sensei almost made a sacrifice. He almost mm. died. He he was, but he was willing to die. He didn't think he was coming back from that. He went full. He unleashed his entire body's chakra into that one, you know, night guy, Crazy. and was gonna die against Madara, even if it was just to buy time. And yeah, that's, I mean, he was smoldering away, but you know, that's what I really loved about, uh, Naruto. Also, you know, like the, the third Hokage's sacrifice, you know, cause he sealed himself to seal, uh, Orochimaru and then it didn't work. Mm. You know what? Actually, Uh, yeah. Me and Valor saw this TikTok. It's referring to here, uh, I'll I'll just read out the whole thing. Like, um, Oh, okay. Okay. So just because like I'm ripping it right off his thing, his ad is at JHS underscore. So yeah, I'll just start reading. The story of Cain and Abel is about two brothers, Cain and Abel. The two brothers would make offerings towards the Lord. However, Abel was the one who was lucky enough to get regard from the Lord. Cain, however, did not get anything. Therefore, from spite and jealousy, Cain murders his brother Abel. Uh, let me keep going. Next. Sasuke and Itachi are also brothers similar to Cain and Abel. In Naruto, Itachi was an intelligent, strong person who was held by his family and the people around him as a prodigy. Whereas with Sasuke, you get the complete opposite. He's looked down upon by his father and gained some sort of inferiority complex because of the, he always gets compared to Itachi. Masashi Kishimoto added a twist, though. Itachi takes everything from his brother, Sasuke, and then Sasuke gains a bigger inf- inferiority complex. And jealousy towards Itachi. Sasuke starts to develop a corrupted mind, a mind only directed at one goal, killing his brother. Sasuke kills his brother, Itachi, just like Cain. After Cain kills Abel, God punishes Cain by condemning him to a life of wandering. Cain the fugitive wanders in the land of Nods. Cain atones for his sins and built his first city in the land of Nod, living a nomadic life. 
After a time period that Sasuke kills Itachi, Sasuke was being punished by the Kages or the leaders of the shinobi world, but he chooses to repent and atone for his sins. By also living a wandering life, he lives a nomadic life traveling to place to place, just like Cain. Sasuke married and, and had a child during his road to atonement. God declared Cain's fate after he killed his brother and gave him a curse. His crime, aka his brother, is linked to the curse put on him. The curse deprived Cain of his primary skill, which was to work as a laborer of the ground. The earth that he stained with his brother's blood will never lend him strength, but the mark given by Cain to aid him. No one can attack Cain with the mark. The curse was given to give Cain his consequences, but the mark aided him. Sasuke was also put into a curse when he give, uh, when given the curse mark. He fell into this predetermined path just like Cain. He was, fall he was uh, falling into the road of vengeance, darkness, and hatred. The curse solidified and predetermined this cruel path for Sasuke. Even if he tried fighting slash resisting the curse, it would grow. However, just like the mark given to Cain, it also aided Sasuke. Sasuke, when given the curse mark, was granted with immense power. He wanted power to be able to match and defeat Itachi. He used the curse mark throughout the fight since he gave him th this beneficial edge against Itachi. And that's everything. What do you, I want to know your thoughts about this. Cool. That sounds pretty awesome. I guess I never really thought about that. Was that what was going through the the creator's head, though? Well, because I know that um, Kishimoto, he did draw a lot of inspiration from different religions. Like, I saw a long time ago a uh, thing about how um, Asuma is a representation of, like, Christianity. Or I think it might it was, have been Hidan. It was one of the two. I think Asuma... One yeah, of them was Christianity I, and the other one was atheism. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. But yeah, there's like characters that represent them. Obviously, uh, Naruto and Sasuke represent Buddhism. But like kind of reverse kins, Indra and Astra are supposed to be like... Obviously, in, in Naruto, Indra and Sasuke is seen as the evil one. And then Astra, which is Naruto, is the good guy. But in Buddhism, it's like it's the uh, opposite. Um, yeah, there's the sixth path of pain, which is also Buddhism. And yeah, so I think it's very possible that it's something that could have been going through his head. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And even just like, you know, if it's not, it's just awesome like that you can just like draw that connection. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I I just love uh you know, if if that was part of the reason, uh I just think it'd be a cool, you know, thing to do. <laughs> have you guys ever watched Trigun? Uh I've not yet. I I've seen a little bit of it, but I have not. Yeah, it's just one of those older ones that came out around the you know turn of the millennium. But uh, there's a lot of ties to Christianity and Buddhism in Trigun. It's it's really good, yeah. but uh, mostly just in the way that the the Catholic Church had the Templars and the in this, it's like uh, the Templar knights carry these big guns called the Punisher, which is a uh, one of my favorite guns of all anime. Oh, this I saw your TikTok about that. In the middle of its uh, a cannon. But uh, guys, I really do apologize. I, I, I got to get off of here and I, I got to do a TikTok live. Oh. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. And you guys are the best. You can just like wrap it up, oh, uh, shout yeah. out everything you need to shout out. And then, yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Caleb Curtin Zero. <laughs> and... Uh, Hey, what's what's Valor's TikTok? Dot Yamba. All right, well, Dyer's Volanite is uh, the voice me is it's in my uh, my profile picture. I, I don't know how to send the stuff, but um, I'm sure you can do all the linking. But guys, I have to get yeah. going. Thank you so much for having me, and um, believe it. 
All right. You have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to Jeremiah Knight. Please go check out his TikTok, his voice me. And I'm just, I just want to say, go read Diaries of Holy Night. I've been binging it. It's literally nuts. And yeah, guys, thank you. See you next week. We may or may not have another special guest. So stay tuned. Love you. Bye.